you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Hey, yo, welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky, live here in New York City, Tuesday, November 28th, the completion of week 12. I'm Jamie Erdahl. There's Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, and Jason McCourty. Should I say what I wrote in our uh, Good oh. Morning Football document oh. last night about this game? It hurt to watch a little bit. Mm. A little bit. It was, it was a challenging one uh, for both teams, uh, but maybe we found out some things about the Bears and the Vikings, Jason? Okay. We'll see. I don't know about that. Uh, we'll see. We will have. Maybe to see. we find out some things about other teams, Peter. Yeah, there's a chance. I mean, you look at this. This opened up things in the NFC. Yeah. I, I, you know what I found out? There's a show document. I didn't know that. We have yeah. a, a thing that we all write on. It's incredible. Way oh to pull my back goodness! The I didn't know. I you don't, know. You don't, you don't can I, can I just say one thing? As yeah. ugly as last night was, and as woof as it was, let me tell you something. We would be crying for this game in April. It's we true. Would be crying for Peter. This. You're if right. you said Bears Vikings twelve, oh, please, please, please. How about June? Settle down. Everybody settled. All right. right. Should we do it? Please yeah, do. Let's do Should it. we do it? Let's go to the state of Minnesota. Hey. Bears become the first team all season to win a game without scoring a touchdown. Sure. And the first time the Bears have done it since Jim Harbaugh was their quarterback in the 90s. Let's hear from Justin Fields after a dub, something we can't often do, and the head coach of the Bears. Take it away, Coach Fluce. I think it's very important. Um, obviously, our, our goal is to win the division. And, and uh, but more importantly, I believe it's the way we finished. Um, I think that's going to be more lasting um, going, going into these next ball games. And, uh, you know, like I said, the proof's right there. Uh, we've been doing a lot of good things um, on offense, defense, and kicking. And it's good to win a tight one like this. Our message was just finish, 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 because, you know, there's been too many times this season where we've been up, you know, we, we didn't do a good job of finishing. So, Again, just going back, proud of everyone um, for fighting through the end, you know, no matter what had happened and, you know, finishing the game out and, you know, ultimately got the dubs. 
and finish the Bears did. Yep. They really did have to rely on the kicking game, as Coach Flus mentioned. They pulled off an upset on the road in the division. Jay, takeaways from last night's game in Minnesota. Yeah, we started that highlight package off with a lot of Joshua Dobbs, and Dobbs is a guy that got to Minnesota right away. It was like lightning in a bottle. He was making plays. And it's like when you first start dating someone, you, you got matched up with someone that you weren't, you weren't familiar with, weren't friends before, anything of that nature. You meet them, everything is brand new. Every time they do something, you're surprised. Like, oh my goodness, where was this wonderful person my entire life? So fresh. It's just, it's amazing, infatuation, yeah. the whole And then time goes on, time goes on. How do you say, tick, 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 uh-huh. tick, tick, tick. Next thing you know, you move in. And you're just like, my goodness, they don't put their dirty clothes in the hamper. The they just put them on the, on the floor. They don't fold everything up. All of these nasty habits. And that's what the Dobbs experience was last night. That was kind of the culmination of it all. We got to see him early on where he didn't really know the playbook. He's running around. He's making plays with his feet. Everything is off schedule. Even Kevin O'Connell said last night after the game, sometimes we forget. Like, he hasn't had that much time in our system. He doesn't understand our entire passing game. And that's what you saw at times where he's just holding the ball last night, trying to make a play, running around, forcing the ball into coverage. You can tell he's still learning that offense. The question for the Vikings now is, do you continue to move forward with Dobbs Going into their bye week, O'Connell said, we don't know. We're going to evaluate everything. They have Jaron Hall, a rookie there that they brought in. He was the guy that was starting when Dobbs was brought over. He gets injured, Dobbs gets in, and he kind of takes it away. After four interceptions, you have to start to really think about it. Do we put the rookie in? The guy that we brought in, we've been grooming this entire time. He's learned our system here throughout training camp. It may be time to give him an opportunity to see what he can do. I think the storyline of every person that Jerry and Elaine dated in Seinfeld was the same thing. Like, mm. initially they were intrigued, and they had this weird quirk uh, that you would find out about. Yep. Yeah, and I'm saying he would run into and it. And thus the sitcom continues. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm happy for the Bears that they got a win. It was the first divisional win. It's a terrible streak. Like, it was a little bit of goodwill, even though they didn't score a touchdown. Is Justin Fields the Bears quarterback of the future? Like, is he the guy moving forward? I, I'm asking. I'm, I'm asking everybody at home because I don't think the Bears know. I don't know. I don't think anybody knows. Understand, um, there's every, equal, every force has an equal and opposite force in going against it, Newton or whatever. Everybody who says, like, I don't know, Fields doesn't take care of the ball. They didn't score a touchdown. It's always like, the O-line is terrible. The O-line is terrible, okay? The coaches are terrible. They called 73 screen passes last night. They're not letting him. He's in his end of his third year. We've seen a lot of football from him, and yet I still think we have no idea. To understand the context of where we're going, we have a very, 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 very loaded draft class coming out. Bring up the draft order right now, because we saw the Bears won last night, and like I've, I've said it many times, the most underappreciated storyline the second half of the season is what's going to happen with Justin Fields. Yeah. They have the number one overall pick. As, as long as Carolina doesn't start winning. They got the number four pick that they're now, you know, kind of flirting with because they won. The Giants, the Patriots, the Cardinals, who the hell knows what's going to happen with them? But I think that is such a, a such a, a standstill in terms of what do we do with them, what do we not do with them? And I have to shout out NFL.com writer Nick Shook, who I think in two sentences summed it up perfectly. This is what Nick wrote about the game last night. While the evidence is there for Chicago to make a change in the offseason, it's fair to wonder if his replacement will fare any better without improvements elsewhere. It's also fair to contemplate whether Fields truly is the problem or if he just needs help from the front office. It is right there. Is it him or is it that the Bears are bad? Is it him or is it the coaches are bad? It is all over the place. I don't know if we got any answers last night. He threw one courageous touchdown or pass to DJ Moore for the win. Great. 
Are they sticking with him if they're sitting there at the number one overall pick and all those guys are saying they're going to say, no, we love Justin so much despite the terrible record? I don't know. If you're asking me, putting me on the point right now, I would say it's going to be very difficult to look at one of those guys and pass on them for a quarterback that's lost this much. Here's my push to you. So in the previous episodes of this show and sitcom talk, um, it has been Fields plays awesome, but they don't win. Last night, they won. And Fields didn't look awesome. So do you do you balance it? Like, how do you take that? Because last night it wasn't Fields. Yeah, it's nothing. They didn't score a touchdown. Yeah, they yeah. didn't score a touchdown. And they won. Even though they he won. made, even though he, made he the it was his drive at the end of the game that got them down there he to win the pass. game. But that that's supposed to be like we do that. We got out of bed doing that. We're in year three. I don't like yeah. you can't yeah. say wow. Look at you. you got You're a field. big boy. You yeah. threw a pass and won. The, like yeah, yeah. you scored twelve points. And I like Justin Fields as a person, as a player, and I do think he's besieged. But guys, like we, we can't be like, oh yeah, yeah, they beat the Vikings 12 to 10. Never mind, we're gonna trade the number one overall pick for the second yeah. year in a row. It's TBD still. And to your point, you said 73 screens. Legitimately, 18 passes were at the line. So it was of scrimmage an unbelievable or behind. Game. But early on in that game, they couldn't protect him, so he's just running around. It's not by making design. Passes. Because they have to. No doubt about it. Luke Getzey is doing that because he's trying to find a way to get a positive play. Because if they just drop back and pass, Fields has to run around. We saw that first yeah. two drives where third down conversion after third down conversion, but it's an eight-second play because he's making six people miss in the backfield. <laughs> then he's rolling out and he's making a pass. So to your point, you see those highlights and those moments I just I think it has less to do about fields more about the draft position where to your point if you have the first overall pick yeah. two years in a row you may love Justin Fields you think yeah. it's the guys around but it's just like you're watching film and it's always that potential and that unknown that what could be mm-hmm. for a general manager or a head mm-hmm. coach that you go for or potentially two in the top five that's really hard to yeah. ignore I find the Vikings are in a very precarious situation and there was a moment last night that I think is just like a really zoomed in look on how they're supposed to handle the next four to five weeks of their life which is do we play it safe or do we keep trying to shoot for the stars here? And who do we do that with? It was 236 left in the game. Uh, it was fourth and five. And they try to get the Bears to jump off sides. Okay. They try to have a 61-yard field goal attempt move five yards closer mm-hmm. to make it easier on Greg Joseph despite the 61-yarder being a Greg Joseph career long. Not that he hit that five years ago. He hit that last December. Okay. I think he could have done it. They take the delay of game. They pump this ball away. They put the Bears on the 26th. And the Bears marched down and hit the game-winning field goal. Why you wouldn't give Greg Joseph an opportunity there to make it a four-point game to force the Bears to do something they had not done all night, which is score a touchdown, is just, is that a sign of things to come? Do they go with Mullins now for the rest of the month? Do they go? Jaron Hall's not the safe choice. It doesn't seem like Josh Jobs is the safe choice for the next month. The Vikings, the NFC is interesting as we take a look at the playoff race down the stretch for this conference because the Vikings are in right now, but how safe do you play it? How aggressive do you play it to stay in? Because, Peter, the Rams and the Packers are coming. Yeah, look at that that right thing, that lurking. So the Vikings lose 6-6, six and six, and then you've got two 5-6s. and sixes. The Vikings, of course, going on their bye. But, Jamie, to your point, they're now in this two games in a row loss. We don't know who the quarterback is, and yep. I think O'Connell was not committed or not committed to Dodgers. Entering a bye. And now you have the Vikings as the 6-6 six and six team who are kind of limping to the finish line. And then you've got the Rams and the Packers who are ascending right now. Mm-hmm. The Rams looked awesome last week. They beat the Seahawks the week before. And the Packers, against all odds, go into Detroit and they take care of their business. This is going to make for a very interesting final few weeks of the season. And we didn't even talk about the two other teams. Whoever doesn't win the NFC South is still lingering mm-hmm. for that final playoff spot. 
So as the Vikings yesterday and the week before both leave us completely confounded and say, what version of this team is there? Mm-hmm. You've got two teams who are now finally finding themselves, hitting their stride. And in the Packers' case, a quarterback who awoke from what seemed to be a 10-week slumber. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it's like, hey, Jordan Love can mm-hmm. play. We've mm-hmm. seen it two weeks in a row mm-hmm. now. Uh, this is where it gets interesting. Do you take the team that has the little lead in the cushion and is going this way, or do you take the teams yeah. that maybe we wrote off a couple weeks ago who are going this way? Mm-hmm. So true, and Seattle, above them, have lost two straight and played the Cowboys. Yeah. The Vikings yeah. are interesting because O'Connell was saying afterwards, we're going to evaluate during the bye. Jaron is healthy. And I remember Jaron Hall came in and got hurt in like the first five yeah. seconds. Yep. So they're going to come back from the bye. Maybe make a quarterback change. Likely get the best player in their team back in Jefferson. So maybe they're a little reignited. But True. I, I, we've started talking this week about the come-running teams, the teams that get hot at the right point. Maybe they make the playoffs. They don't. Packers and Rams are come-running teams. Yes. Do you like one of those more than the other? Because I'm into the Rams right now. I like both because their coaches have coached in big games. Right. But I like the Rams more because the quarterback. their quarterback has yeah. to. Mm. I, I look at that quarterback situation. Geno Smith hasn't won a playoff game. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's Jordan Love hasn't played in a big mm-hmm. game. And then, of course, you've got this three-headed monster in Minnesota. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. 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 And then it's the teams that got unplugged in early December and they just yeah. power down. Yes. Uh, it's it's been promising for the Vikings offense because their rookie wide receiver Jordan Addison has come on and it's been great to see that. Tom Pilicero joining us now. We have not seen Justin Jefferson for quite some time down with that hamstring injury. They're taking it the cautious approach, if you will. But now they're on a bye. Uh, what is the latest with the Viking star wide receiver and can he come back and help this team? Well, Jamie, the Vikings will activate Justin Jefferson within the next couple of days here prior to his 21-day practice window expiring to bring him off of injured reserve. I was told Jefferson was very close to returning last night, but as you mentioned, the Vikings have taken a cautious approach throughout this process. What they are thinking here is you get him the extra week here, the extra buy to rest. Next week, they'll come back. Jefferson will be 100% at that point. He will practice fully and will make his return on December 10th against the Raiders. Also bears mentioning here that this is a good example of how the Vikings do things. Everybody's been on the same page. They've had good communication. It's all been about getting Justin Jefferson healthy, even though he has missed seven games and comes back to a Vikings team that is still in playoff position. Meanwhile, in Carolina, the big news from about 24 hours ago, Coach Frank Reich fired after a 1-10 start in his first and only season as the Panthers head coach. Special teams coordinator Chris Tabor takes over on an interim basis. And that was not all for the Panthers. Yesterday afternoon, they also fire quarterbacks coach Josh McCown and assistant head coach, running backs coach Deuce Staley as well. This is all about trying to salvage something from number one pick Bryce Young's frustrating rookie season. Without Frank Reich there, without Josh McCown there, Thomas Brown, the offensive coordinator, will run the offense on his own. He will be the play caller. And veteran coach Jim Caldwell will effectively be the quarterback's coach as they move forward. Jamie? Yeah, Tom, the Panthers, uh, bottom five in a lot of uh, offensive statistical categories. Bryce Young kind of right there with the team. Frustrating is the best way to describe the situation. Curious to watch it uh, unfold for Carolina. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have know to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but... All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Let's talk Panthers right now here at the table. We'll talk to you a little bit about Sarah. Peter. Panthers, Carolina, with all the changes that they have done to themselves, or David Tepper has done over uh, recent history, is that an attractive coaching spot for candidates this offseason? Sure, if you like money and guaranteed money. He's going to be paying um, Frank Reich for a long time, but you have to understand that there's going to be a a certain expectation as he has pulled the – quick leash on him. But I don't think he pulled that on Matt Rule. I think that's kind of a misnomer. Matt Rule was there for three years and they hadn't won, so they fired Matt Rule. Um, I go back to that last part that Tom Pellicero was just talking about. <coughs> the interesting note that they fired McCown and Deuce Daly as well. McCown and Bryce Young, incredibly close. Mm-hmm. From everything we've gathered, you saw when they won that game, McCown's the guy hugging him. McCown is in his ear every day. McCown is the ex-player. I, I haven't spoken to Josh McCown. I think Josh McCown was very surprised by this. Mm. I think Deuce Staley was very surprised by this. Staley, of course, a right guy, going back to their time mm-hmm. shared with Philadelphia. You're almost setting not just back with the head coaching chain, but now you're taking Bryce Young's quarterback guy, who was with him the entire time in, in McCown, and now you're setting him back two steps. I, I really am concerned about Bryce Young over these next few weeks over like just being, okay, now what? You got Jim Caldwell now, and you've got Thomas Brown, and then I wonder, how many people were in Bryce Young's ears? Uh-huh. Mm. You're talking about now Frank Reich, 
talking about Josh McCown. You're talking about Jim Caldwell. You're talking about Thomas Brown. You're talking about Deuce Staley. You're, I, the thought was we surround him with all these coaches, and Bryce Young is going to be able to take that and absorb it. And I think if they start a new next year, streamline this thing. One young quarterback coach, make him the head coach, make him the quarterback whisperer, pair him with whoever you want. Now, here's the, the rub. Everyone, and I tweeted about it yesterday, then Schefter yeah. came out after the, afterwards and said it on Monday night. Ben Johnson was their guy last year. Ben Johnson didn't want to even interview for the job. Ben Johnson was a North Carolina player. He's a local guy. He's the offensive coordinator of the Lions right now. He's done nothing to hurt his stock. Didn't interview last year for the Panthers head coaching job. So what could you possibly do to entice him this year other than say blank check? And even if you do say blank check, there might be job openings in other cities with better quarterbacks and better situations and actual offensive lines and an ownership structure that doesn't fire coaches one year after another. So... Already, if you're a Panthers fan, don't even fixate on Ben Johnson. I feel like that might even be too much pie in the sky. Who are the other candidates that you want? And are you the ones going to consider going to a college coach like Harbaugh or a college coach like Jed Fish? Or are you going to be in the Bill Belichick sweepstakes if that goes down? Or are you just looking for the next hot thing, which if it's not Ben Johnson, are you going to the second or third best next hot thing? Um, I don't think it's the most attractive job that's going to be open because yeah. of the quarterbacks that are going to be potentially being able to be coached. But I do think it is an attractive job in that you will get paid and that is a wonderful fan base and a good community to live in. Um, and I think the owner does want to win. That's why he's pulling the plug so quickly. Yeah, I think to your point, <clears throat> when you talk about do you want, it's one of 32. There's only so many head coaching jobs. So to have an opportunity to have one of those, you take it. But at the same time, you look at the Panthers' situation, they're the worst team record-wise in the NFL, and they don't have a first-round draft pick. We put that draft order up there. The Bears have their pick. They don't pick until the second round. So you're looking at a team where you just explained a situation for Bryce Young with many people in his ear, an offensive line that's struggling. There's, a, there's holes throughout the raw. So you don't have draft picks and you're trying to fill holes with a team that quarterback has already gone through so much in year one. And then you're also going to bring in a brand new system for him to learn in year two to try to master and go out there and be able to execute with the weapons and the things that he already has. So when you say is it an attractive job? No, other than the fact that you're going to get paid and it's one of 32. But I feel like we're talking about attractive jobs. That's not something that factors in. All 32 of them have guaranteed money, and there's a, a job in the NFL. So from that standpoint, yes, someone's going to take it. But to your point, if you're a hot candidate, if you're a Ben Johnson or somebody of that nature, if you didn't interview for that job last year, what would make you want to interview for it this year? Honey. I don't. Uh, yes, but at the same time, if there's another job that's going to pay you, and not on, uh, not only that, you actually may have some peace. I think that would factor in more because you're saying money, but it's like at the same time, name a head coaching job that doesn't have. Have guaranteed money. Mm. So if you're a hot name and you have six requests for an interview, what's going to make you choose that one over the next one? Even if you love Bryce Young, the situation that you're walking into isn't a great one, unless to your point you're saying, all right, well, he's firing coaches. Well, if I go, maybe I can figure out what my next hobby is going to be because I may get fired within one to two years. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I made the remark yesterday, it's, it's the best job ever. You'll get a long contract, you'll get fired, and then you'll get paid to do nothing for a few years. But if you're one of these superstars or one of these up-and-comers, like, I, I, I do think it's about so much more than money. Like, you're trying to build a career yeah. here, and you're yeah. trying to win and have the money. It, these guys who have the high stock do unusual things sometimes. Like, I look back to Josh McDaniel saying no to the Colts job. He had the Colts job. He's going to coach Andrew Luck. He said, just no, I'm not feeling it. I feel like I have the cards here. So someone you're talking about, these star coordinators, just point to the reason why you'd want to go to Carolina other than, A, it's one of the 32, and if they're that hot, they can pick another one. 
or B, just money. And then you're taking the Panthers job just for money. Like you can get money elsewhere. It's just like it's that's not that they drafted Bryce Young. They gave up so much to yeah. get him. There's no help coming. There's no Marvin Harrison Jr. coming next year. It's not happening. You don't have the pick. So I just I think it's been a rough 24 hours for David Tepper. And he is looked at as a coach killer who just throws money around and doesn't know what he's doing, just throws money at every problem. Look, we've met him. We liked him. He's a congenial personality, interesting guy. But he's been yeah, on the show. He's been on the show. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't know him personally. He's been on the show. He's been, he and his yes. wife, Nicole, have been on the show several times for the charitable stuff that they do. He did that. So. And one time he rode a bicycle up to the set in Miami. And I was like, this guy's interesting. But he doesn't win. He fires people. And, like, that's going to be your boss. Frank Reich, we've seen for years. I feel like I grew up Frank Reich. He looked like a hostage in his press conferences. I mean, actual like he I don't he looked yeah. miserable. His I didn't hair went from him. brown to gray in literally 10 weeks. Yeah. Like it a was white it hair. was like a full presidential thing. Yeah. I, he looked completely miserable. Yeah. So, you're going to step in for that office. You're not going to win. You're not going to get him any help. You look at the team this year. They, they, it's not it's not a great team. It's not a great roster. So, I don't know who they get. I think what you're getting is one of these old-timers who's already a made guy who just wants a whole bunch of money and doesn't care if he gets <laughs> fired. But I don't see you're not getting the next Sean McVay. Why would he want to do that? He'll well, go somewhere else. And the Panthers still have a general manager sitting there in Scott Fitterer who that person still has their job. So that's curious. That would be another boss that this head coach is going to have to answer to. The Bill Belichick thing, Peter, you just kind of mentioned his name. That whole regime is very curious in New England right now. There are a lot of coaches that have experience there. I said this name in early January before Frank Reich was hired that Bill O'Brien, I have never been around a coach that has loved, been obsessed with his quarterback more than Bill O'Brien was with Bryce Young at Alabama. Mm. There are two years and him coaching. Mm. Our entire meetings when we were at Alabama production was just how amazing he thought Bryce Young was. And I know the Bryce Young Alabama talent is not the Bryce Young Panthers talent that we've seen. The talent on both of those teams is vastly different. But that is a name that if the Bill Belichick thing goes awry and the entire house is cleared in New England, you have a lot of coaches that are available. And I put Bill O'Brien back up there. But my point about the GM being the Bill O'Brien experience with the Texans uh, was not great because he was in charge of the house. He was in charge of the headset. He was in charge of everything. Maybe Bill O'Brien wants to go to a place where he doesn't have to be the general manager and he can just focus on the football and coach a player that he clearly adores. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. I, if you want to look at some of the younger names, I mean, Bill O'Brien would be uh, – he absolutely should interview if that goes that way and they do all get fired in New England. Um, or if he just wants to interview even without getting fired in New England, I would say Bobby <laughs> Slowick in Houston is like a mm-hmm. hot name right now. Although the Vans were booing him up in Philly at some points, Brian, Brian Johnson, Johnson yeah. in Philly mm-hmm. is a name. Mm-hmm. Um, Tepper comes from Pittsburgh. He was a minority owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Is there anyone from that organization that he would pluck from? And he also has a good relationship. Just It's known him and Jeffrey Laurie are very close. Would he look to the Philadelphia guys and say, okay, well, there's been a lot of success there. Mm. Who can we take? Um, but it's wide open. And if Fitterer isn't retained and he's let go, well, then you have a whole GM yeah. search also. And you kind of want to have the GM and the head coach have some relationship sure. as well. Uh, interesting times, of course. The last point about that, like, it wasn't just Carolina who said that Bryce Young was in a, every mock draft, every draft, mm. they all had Bryce Young. And right. most of them, oh, almost to a fault, had Bryce Young over CJ yeah. Stroud. Yeah. So is, suddenly, is this a slam door done? Big, or is it, hey, if we get the right coach in the right situation, I could be the coach that gets Bryce Young to the next mm-hmm. level because mm-hmm. he's a first overall pick. And a lot of people believed he was worthy of that. So mm-hmm. the Frank Reich thing obviously wasn't the correct match because mm-hmm. the numbers have been uh, 
abysmal, let's say, for the Panthers' offense, for Bryce Young this season. It's not great. That's not where you want your name next to 30th and 31st and last in the league. I wonder if Stroud was on the Panthers, what he'd be doing. Like, uh, it's a good question. It's fascinating. Right. Does he have the same numbers, or does Stroud just have it? Maybe. Nature versus nurture. Yes, yeah. right. No. Uh, Jason, what do you think the Panthers need to do with Bryce Young to get him to a point where his name is not listed next to the last categories? you got to get talent. I, you, yeah. you just mentioned C.J. Stroud, and we're watching Tank Dell just absolutely go off of watching Nico Collins have one of his best years. The veteran coming in, Robert Woods, is kind of the third option. There's still Mechie. There's still other guys around. When you go to the Carolina Panthers, it's DJ Chark, it's Adam Thielen, it's Jonathan Mingo as a rookie. They don't have the same type of weapons. Adam Thielen is the guy there where you look at Houston, they brought in a veteran in Robert Woods to kind of be the leader in the room, Mm. but to be a third option on that roster, whereas Carolina, they're looking at Thielen to be the guy down in and down out. Look at the offensive line for the Carolina Panthers. They're struggling. Bryce Young is running for his life back there when you compare it to Houston. They went and got uh, Shaq Mason. They traded for him. They got Larmie Tuntle on the outside. They have guys that surrounded C.J. Stroud when they brought him in. And to your point, I don't know what you do with Bryce Young at this point. We watched the Chicago Bears last night because they're not able to protect Justin Fields, throw screen after screen after screen. We joked about it and you laughed about the Carolina Panthers against the Tennessee Titans. At the end of the game, they threw a screen to Chenault on the outside when they really needed a play. But the truth of the matter is they can't get the ball down the field because they can't protect Bryce Young. And all of this, Shreys, I think you bring up the best point is you're seeing a young quarterback, the first overall pick that we watched flourish flourish at Alabama, and it goes back to the nurture part of it. We've seen so many quarterbacks come in and have multiple offensive coordinator, bad situations, and their careers kind of go in a downward spiral because of what's surrounding them, and that's the fear as you watch Bryce Young. Real quick, I think that's beautifully and well said about the surrounding pieces, but it doesn't have to be a complete, like, I look at the Brooklyn Nets. I know we're talking NFL, NBA, Brooklyn Nets. They got rid of Durant. They got rid of Kyrie. They got rid of Harden. The Nets are 8-8, eight and eight and they're in the playoff hunt right now. They're a four seed. <laughs> yeah, like, like there's a way to do this with good management and mm. good leadership, and you bring in young pieces. Bridges will carry the Nets, and I'm sure someone will come in for the Panthers, but it doesn't have to be, okay, well, now we've got to tear the whole thing down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can still be competitive, and right now, they're just simply not. Can't keep hitting reset. You no, keep hitting cannot. reset. You, you just keep ending up in the same guys. situation that you're in. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring – your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it? <laughs> 
Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. We've had a lively commercial break with our guest on remote. We've been talking with him. Let's bring him right on here. Three-time Super Bowl champion. Yes. Plenty of plenty of history with some of the names that we just mentioned. Yes. Panther segment. Uh, Scott Piola. Hey. Scott. Good morning, everyone. That was lively. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Uh, we're talking about the Panthers, but the Steelers made a move, not the head coaching job, but the offensive coordinator job, and they replaced Matt Canada. And the team responded with 400 yards of offense for the first time this entire season mm-hmm. and went on the road and won in Cincinnati. When you see something like that, and from your vantage point, what goes into creating those positive re- results out of what could be a midseason coaching shakeup that changes everything? First of all, Peter, I wasn't surprised at all at the success that Eddie Faulkner had this first week with the Steelers offense and with Joe Brady back with the Buffalo Bills. Because when you look at teams' offenses, you always have to think about the other side. And what teams are preparing for is they're getting ready to play teams is tendencies and what they have been doing. Now, it's just like when they make a change at quarterback. You get a new offensive coordinator in there. And Joe Brady is not going to call the plays the same way that Ken Dorsey is. Eddie Faulkner is not going to call plays the same way that Matt Canada does. They have different favorites in terms of what they want to do with players. So when they first start, there's going to be a very high likelihood of there being success. But just like the quarterback situation, you can't be fooled by initial success. You have to see if they can sustain it. So if you're either one of those teams' offenses, you should be encouraged but don't think that too much is going to happen because defensive coordinators are going to start zeroing in on the offense and the play calling sometime soon. Elsewhere in Pennsylvania, Scott, the Eagles are 10-1. and They have trailed mm. at halftime in four straight games. They've won all of them. That's an NFL record. Where are you at right now, Scott, with this Eagles yeah. team, where they're going? What do you need to see more of? How are you feeling about them? Is this just going to be a coast to the NFC title game or the Super Bowl, or they have some issues? Kyle, it starts with the fact that they have a very good roster, they have a very good locker room, they have a very good coaching staff, and a terrific front office. You put all those things together and also add in the fact, because they've had success, and it's just the way this team is built. We know Howie Roseman, we know Nick Sirianni, we know Jeff Stoutland and all the players. This is a very confident team. So to me, when you look at their resiliency, 
Nine times out of 10, resiliency is based in confidence. They have respect for one another. They have a lot of trust for one another. The players not only trust one another in the locker room and on the field, they trust the front office. They trust the coaches. So I think when you have those that kind of trust and you have that kind of talent, there's a really good chance that you're going to have the confidence that you need in order to be resilient and have the comebacks the way that they've had them for sure. Scott, let's stare straight into the sun and look at the headlines from the NFL. Frank Reich right. was fired yesterday morning as the head coach of the Panthers, the second shortest head coaching tenure in the league. Yeah. Uh, who are some names off the top of your head that you would think as good head coaching candidates from Carolina? Well, off the top of my head, you know, I had heard this was going to be part of our question or something we we're going to talk about. And Jamie, to me, you nailed it. I'm thinking about Bill O'Brien. And as crazy and as far-fetched as some people may think that that is, you nailed it. Billy O'Brien has spent two years with Bryce Young when he was so successful. And I really do believe that the Carolina Panthers are going to look at offensive coaches. And yes, we hear the name Ben Johnson. We also hear Brian Johnson. And to me, Brian Johnson's a guy to keep an eye on as well. We've got a long list here of 10 names who are people who should absolutely be considered for jobs. But Brian Johnson, also on the side, you know, Kyle Whittingham was his college coach at the University of Utah when Brian was an incredibly successful quarterback. You listen to Coach Whittingham talk about Brian, then you look at the fact that Brian coached Jalen, I mean, excuse me, he's coached Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia, but before that it was Dak Prescott <coughs> in college. Here's a coach who knows how to develop players. But again, to me, you nailed it before you, it, when you talked about Billy O'Brien. To me, keep an eye on him in that situation. All right, Scott, I'm going to brighten the conversation up a little bit. We're asking about coaching vacancies. Let's talk about what's brewing in New Jersey with our guy Tommy DeVito and the Giants. They've won two straight, and he's been their starting quarterback. What do you make of DeVito and these New York Giants? Jason, first of all, I can hear Bill Parcell's voice now hanging over East Rutherford, New Jersey, saying, <laughs> hey, let's not fit the guy for a gold jacket yet, please, people. Yeah. <laughs> but when I look at Tommy DeVito, and the combination of Brian Dayball, a coach who's been a part of helping develop Josh Allen, Tom Brady. You know, he was down with Jalen Hurts and, all. you know, with Tua at Alabama. I would be encouraged. But if I'm Brian Dayball, I also have some other concerns. There's a part of Tommy DeVito's game that concerns me in the fact that we all remember he was back with us in studio back on April 29th, the third day of the draft. And if we can throw some photos up here, please, I want to talk about Tommy DeVito's decision-making in terms of what his spread was going to be Whoa. for draft day. Oh, and we look on. here. This is his parents' garage. All right, This is his parents' garage. His agent, Sean Stellato, sent this to me. I see some kind of meat that isn't brajol. I see a bunch of leftover fish. I don't want to see fish until Christmas Eve when you're showing me seven. All of those things are almost gone, and we're looking at two trays of baked ziti that are barely touched. I've got some red flags on Tommy DeVito and some of his decision-making. So to me, <laughs> you know, I know Brian Dayball pretty well. Brian likes to eat. Yeah. I was with him in New England and with him sure. in Kansas City. Brian better be talking to Tommy DeVito about his decision-making in mm. terms of his food and what he's going to be putting out there. Just, oh, just the opposite of what I'm thinking. I'm like, all right, I would sign him to a 10-year contract, $100 <laughs> million, dollars, just so I could have some of that big ZD right now. Yeah. Right? God, that looks fantastic. That was that was awesome. But no one was Great touching stuff. the big ZD. Uncle That's Scrooge the problem. The They're eating the fish. I know. They're eating right some kind of meat Mouth there. Open. What is that? Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> Shout out to the agent, Sean Stellato, with the picks. I love that. Yes, yeah, Sean Stellato, friend of the show. <laughs> great stuff, Scott. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Hey, have a great week. All right. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.